Welcome to our new episode, where we dive into the fascinating world of innovation, technology, and business strategies. In today's episode, we are uncovering the magic behind the MVP, Minimum Viable Product. Whether you are a tech enthusiast, and a startup founder, or just are curious about how successful products come to life, you are in for a treat. Let's jump it right in. Today we have with us Jack and Manuel. Welcome, guys. Hello. Okay, to quick things off, let's start with the basics. What does MVP stand for? Ah, MVP stands for Minimum Viable Product. An MVP is a stripped-down, most basic version of a product that includes only the core features necessary to satisfy the early user's needs. Now that we know what is MVP, why is such a crucial factor in product development? So yeah, an MVP plays a pivotal role by allowing founders and teams to launch a product quickly uh, with only its essential features. This initial version helps validate the product's concept and then gather valuable user feedback and make informed decisions about any future enhancements. Okay, so I heard to start a project you need a MVP first. So why is a MVP considered the starting point for most projects? Um, an MVP offers a range of advantages. Firstly, it saves, it saves time and resources by focusing only on crucial features, avoiding unnecessary complexity, for example. And secondly, it provides a real-world testing ground, offering insights to, into user preference and behaviors. Thirdly, it minimizes the risk of heavily investment in a product that might not gain traction. And lastly, an MVP encourages iterative development, allowing the product to evolve based on the user needs and feedback. Let's talk about the benefits of MVP for both the development team and the users. Sure, absolutely. I can talk about that. So for the development team, MVP means that uh, you're going to be using your resources in an efficient way and you're going to be reducing your risk and also gaining some early feedback. So it's a cost effective way to test the market and then you can adjust uh, your strategy as needed. Your users also gain early access and they have a voice in development and it creates a tailored product that meets their primary needs. So MVPs manage expectations and provide real-world testing opportunities. It's a win-win collaboration. Okay, so can you share examples of successful products that start as MVPs? Of course. Let's take a look at some notable examples. The first one is Dropbox. It all began with a basic file sharing MVP, solving the problem of easy data synchronization. This core feature resonated with users leading to its evolution into a widely used cloud storage platform. Another one is Airbnb. The concept started humbly renting out air mattresses in a living room. This MVP validated the idea of peer-to-peer -peer accommodation, eventually sharing and shaping Airbnb into a global hospitality powerhouse. And maybe another example is also the, I guess, the famous social media platform Instagram. Uh, its initial version was focused really just on being able to share photos. But that streamlined MVP concept then tapped into the desire for easy photo sharing and that paved the way uh, for Instagram to really become the leading social media platform that it is today. 
In, in each case, these products, uh, they started just with minimal features that directly addressed the user needs. And their MVPs provided you know, an opportunity for real world validation and also for the users to provide feedback and uh, the foundation really for expansion. Okay, that's great. So is there any scenario where building an MVP might not be the best approach? Mm, while MVPs are generally effective, certain projects might require intricate complexity from the start or a polished product due to the industry norms. Okay, so I have other question for you guys. How do you decide which features should be included in an MVP? So yeah, this is probably one of the most important questions in this conversation. So selecting MVP features involves really being able to pinpoint uh, what is essential. So we have to begin by understanding the, the problem that your, your, your product solves. So create user personas um, to be able to grasp those needs and list out potential features and prioritize what are your must-haves, like what things are critical to solving uh, that problem. Then collect user feedback and, and refine and validate chosen features against your core purpose. Remember, it's really about simplicity and being as simple as possible. So avoid uh, overloading on your features. Ensure technical feasibility and that it's a smooth user experience. So that it's a polished product, even though it's only got a few simple features. So build, iterate, and then grow based on that real world feedback. Okay, that's great. So. Can MVPs be used for products beyond software applications? Yeah, absolutely. Although the concept originated in software, MVPs can apply to various industries. In manufacturing, for instance, a basic physical version of a product can test market demand and gather feedback. Oh, that's amazing. I would like to know how the concept of MVP aligns with the Lean Startup methodology. Yeah, so an MVP really aligns perfectly with the, the Lean Startup approach. Uh, both emphasize rapid development and early market release, then also learning from the feedback that you have received from your users, and then creating iterative uh, improvements to create successful and user-centered products. Okay, this episode, it was so interesting. And there you have it, a deep dive into the world of minimum viable products from their essential role in product development to their impact on the startup and established businesses. That's all for today, listeners. Stay tuned for our next episode. Thank you. Bye, Thank guys. You. Bye, bye. Bye.